Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Yizzo! Hi. Hi. How are you? Well, how are you? How do I look? Like my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> because masculine people don't wear makeup or what? I just said you look like my boyfriend. Don't don't do that to me. You already know I'd be get catch a flag now. You look like my boyfriend. What do you mean? But what looks like a I look like a a man? You look like a little boy. You look like a man. I didn't never said you look like a boyfriend. You look like we go together. Like you, you would want to go with me. Okay. No, not really. You got your straight backs, or your what is it? Is that a two strand twist? What is it? Yeah, you got your cornrows. You got your aviator clear glasses. Oh, because all the queer girls wear those. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Just you girl. did. I did not ever say that on this podcast. I said that in private. And <laughs> the girl that I dated absolutely wore them. I have some, actually. You want me to wear we some? We have the same birthday. Shout out to her. You know who you are. Oh, you do. I forgot. You did want to date me, basically. Nah, she was better than you. <laughs> Look at mine. They're so big. Like, what am I they're doing? They're very large. But they're cute, though. Anyway. What's crackalacking? It's the overalls for me. I want some overalls. I'm hating. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a very interesting week. What did I start off with? Um. Well, I think I'll just start off with the realest thing is that I lost a friend this weekend. And so I, I guess I don't much care to um, present any way than how I feel. It was It was rather shocking and really... Just really, really close to home. And I'm just really sad about it. I'm very, very sad. And um, it was just really, really, really unexpected. So I've just been kind of sitting with that today. Um, On top of already feeling sad for whatever reason. I guess maybe hormonally. It's, I don't know, it's full moon and Scorpio. Anything in Scorpio is intense as fuck. So it's just been, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> so it's just been, um, it's just been, yeah, I guess I just feel a bit discombobulated is all. Um, and that's it. But may she rest in, in peace and power and um and her family know that she was deeply, deeply loved and everyone that knew her um loved her. So that's all. I'm, I've just been sitting with that all day. I, I heard about it this morning. 
So that's it. That's it. For, so forgive my low energy or just preoccupation. But um, that's it. Those are that's your updates. Update. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, Shanti. You and I talked earlier, so. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, ma'am. Uh, I think that for me, I am, I am down but I'm also my period is wreaking havoc I don't have it yet but it's like the week before and that's when I feel like the world is ending and everything is a mess and I'm sad and I just sit in sadness so that's also where I'm at I'm trying not to be there though (laughs) (laughs) but it's wreaking havoc on my mental health I'm like oh my goodness this thing just needs to come on because when she finally comes I'm all right You'll be good. I'm in the same boat. I wonder if our period's gonna be. What if it's on the same day? We'll be, we'll be tent sisters. I love it because I I just need her to come on. Cause I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready to give up. Uh, but I got my first shot of the vaccine. I didn't have any symptoms outside of I was a little tired, and my arm hurt. So I'm happy to report that I got the Pfizer. So we're going to mm-hmm. see about the second dose that everybody has me a little bit nervous about, but you know, ready to get, I'm ready to get that second dose. Um, I realize that I live in a bubble when it comes to the people in my life. I mm. realized that the other day where I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's really ghetto out here. I know I say woo child to ghetto, but like, I don't have interactions with people that are like trash humans on like the regular thank god so on the the see the thing is podcast that i was on i took a gander (laughs) into the comment section of the youtube and they their numbers are you know crazy they're in a week they have four forty five thousand viewers on youtube alone and i'm reading the comments and I said to myself, oh, my God, some of them were nice, but others were like, you know, basically men were really frustrated about because we, we were talking about men and women's relationships. So that was one of the um, topics. And they were really coming for all of us. They were like saying that we were mas- too masculine. That's why we were all single, which I was the only single person on there. But OK. And they were just ripping, ripping us apart and saying that we don't understand our place which is why we will never be married calling us all kinds of bitches all kinds of it was it's crazy is it on the regular do they experience that kind of yeah and i so i I reached out to mandy and bridget was like yo like is this what you deal with They're like, oh yeah girl they've been nicer lately what the fuck (laughs) and it didn't bother me honestly it didn't but I was I was shocked to see how much work we have to do because I don't have men in my life. Like, the men in my life love the fact that I'm outspoken. They love the fact that I'm, like, you know, I, I'm the, they, I feel like their homegirl. And I'm, I just see how many men are not interested in that at all. They're like, this butch-ass bitch. And this, like, it was crazy. So... I am really grateful for my circle and I'm realizing that especially being in New York and in Brooklyn, I just, I'm just lucky 
to know the people that I know and to for them to be forward thinking because and I did get I'm not gonna it's not all men it was just a lot and I did get a lot of DMs of men saying like thank you for what you said thank you for accountability thank you cool appreciate it but I if you look through those comments you will be so disheartened like wow it's like a lot of well um there were the women no the women were supportive for the most part um but it was men they were furious and what was so interesting to me is that there was a point where I was actually saying women needed to take accountability for the role they play in patriarchy and in and in stunting men's growth by putting them into boxes of like protector provider and men were furious they were like, you trying to feminize us and all that. And it's just like, wow, went right over your head. Went right it over went right your over head. your head. Yeah. And you didn't hear anything it's, that I said. Yeah. It's disheartening. Yeah. I mean, shit, I could people have these. Um, Keep going. Like even my own mom, she has like, you know, my mom, mm-hmm. you know how my mom is how she moves, what she thinks, the decision she makes, but she also has this rhetoric, these bud buzzwords of like feminizing men, destroying the the nuclear family and like blaming all of that on feminism and women wanting to have equal pay or wanting to be out of the workplace and it's like there's just this generalized polarized ideas that have no have very few people actually know what the fuck feminism means i mean this shit this is still something i'm unpacking right but like they automatically you say the word feminist and they think that it's anti-man it's anti-man and you're like i don't know but i I wasn't even saying feminists like that was the that was what was so wild I don't want to, that's just such an old conversation, but I just, I was literally talking about how men need spaces to be their full selves. Same shit I talk on here. And the pushback was like, he was like, oh, fuck that. We just going to bring you, but I mean, what is, <laughs> what's the argument? I don't even know. I can't, I don't even know what the argument is or how that's making men feminism, feminist. That's, that's the sad part. Is it, wow, you think being your full self is being fun? Well, the main thing was that I think that there was a lot of pushback on was the fact that I said, I felt like same shit I talk on here, same shit we've said, that there's a lot of men who have resentment in their hearts for women, for trans folks, for non-binary folks, for anyone who is feels truly free. And they aren't afraid to just be themselves and, like, could you imagine being told that you can't be your full self because it's not who you are as a quote-unquote man? And why do you think we have all this violence against women, trans women, trans men, like, queer folks? And they were like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. And then, of course, I, I talked about... <laughs> <laughs> that's the dumbest shit they ever heard. Shut the fuck up. That don't even make no goddamn right. sense. Right. And then I said, they were like, she, <laughs> is she correcting the Bible? Because I said the same shit I talk on here. You know, I patriarchy is in the Bible and it starts from that rib shit. That don't make no sense. People didn't like that either. But shout out to men and shout, shout out, out to, to you the for men saying in my all life. that stuff on a, on a 
large platform. I don't give. I ain't famous. I say whatever I want. They were they. Famous. I know that Bridget skirts around certain things because she knows some of the people that they're talking about, and she was like, "I mean, we don't have to talk about that." And I was like, "Shit, I will," because. Don't nobody know who the fuck I am. These people don't care about me, so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> like, you can't, but that's fine. Um, but I'm just grateful for my tribe and my circle. Um, and then I'm realizing, this is annoying, but this is, like, really silly. It's not silly, actually. I spent $95 on fruit, and I realized. <laughs> Was it organic? Yes, and fruit oh, is a fucking luxury. And it really made me mad because. A what kind of fruit did you get, Joe? How much fruit did <laughs> you get? You call me Joe. I said yo. Oh, I thought you called me Joe. Like, um, I got strawberries, which were fifteen dollars for organic strawberries, and the bitches almost are already spoiled because you Why have you... about one day to eat an organic strawberry. Yeah, strawberries are the dumbest fruit. It's one of my least favorite fruits. It's so. I was just having this conversation with my sister. It's so. Oh, it's the most overrated fruit. People now, be hype as shit now. I only had, listen, when fruit is good, it's, when strawberries are good, when you have that one time, I've had one time in my life, Antoinette, where These I had a it. natural, sweet, straw. one time, any other time, they're it. tart, little, prickly, little, mm-hmm. smushy, nonsense, nonsense additions. Fuck them. That's for people that don't really like Fuck fruit. them. Also, blueberries, a ridiculous, a ridiculous fruit that lasts maybe two days. If it's organic and it becomes mushy and gross, and I get that it's ca- like fights cancer, but like, why does it have to be at the price point? I love blackberries. Blackberries, if they are organic, ridiculous price point. The only fruit that the common man can afford is a banana. <laughs> That's it. I'm like the only fruit that I could afford is a fucking banana. What did you spend ninety five dollars on? You're not done. No, that I mean, I, I did get, I got, no, I got so, okay, I got so delicious yogurt. I did get that. It's okay. like a coconut yogurt. So that's like okay. So, okay. eight, it was eight okay. $9. Okay. But then I got strawberries, grapes, the grapes that I got. They're you not even, the they're not even p- seeded. I can't eat pineapple because it hurts my stomach. So they're not even seeded grapes. And I had mm. a cauliflower pizza today, but I put mad fucking sausage on it and felt bad about my calorie intake so I just ate a bowl of grapes for dinner and they were delicious but they were like $17 and the problem is you gotta leave New York I gotta leave New York the problem was I ordered them on Instacart and so on Instacart you just hit grapes and you hit like a pound and then they just tell you like well the grapes that I've got were two pounds and you're like well can you take some out can you get a smaller can you take some out amount ma'am but she had already a $10 checked out. Ninety-five dollars, and oh, I, it was it shopper. was fruit. It was a couple onions, and one bottle of kombucha and the yogurt. Ninety-five dollars, ninety-five dollars. So, you know what? I understand why chips are what they are, and I understand why children are eating chips for breakfast because this shit is expensive, and this to me it feels wrong. And it made me irrationally upset. And I 
got teary-eyed and was like, this grows on the earth naturally and you charge me $95 for it. And it just, I was in... And it's not even good. And it's, it's not, not even, even fresh good. fruit. It's not even at its highest potential. You're picking it mad early. It has fucking pesticides on it. Speak. On top of it, it's kind of I have to me. wash this fruit off with bleach, basically, to be able to eat basically, it. Basically. Basically, it's killing me. Basically. Welcome to America and the world. Wherever we are. Child. It's the world, baby. And the, you know, I just, I feel, I, this podcast, people should just, <laughs> just sign off. If, you, if you're looking for anything that's about to be uplifting, just sign the fuck off this week because I just want to pack a bag. I want to just leave. That's how I feel. I just want to pack a bag. I want to leave. Philly, girl. Every, but you can go to... You could come to West Philly and you can get that good fruit from them Amish men Child. that just have racism. It's just laced with racism <laughs> and Girl. <laughs> exclusionary. No, but for serious, I really feel morals. like I'm doing this new thing where I'm writing down every bit of money that I spend to try to see what my spending is like. And I categorize it in like essential versus non-essential to see like, where can I cut? Where can I this in order to put more money away for this house? And I just feel like, what the fuck am I doing all this for, for a stupid house? And then I hear people in my house and I want to kill them because I want them to get out because I want my own space. And it's just, I'm not well. I just feel like I'm so behind in life and I just feel like nothing feels like it's enough. Like the as much as I, I sacrifice, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to eat chips for breakfast, so I want to get organic. I should get organic fruit because of the because of this that. I don't want to end up with cancer, and then that's ninety five fucking dollars. And it's like, are you ever going to get your house? And I just go through this wormhole of like, child. So shout out to Around the Way Curls. Keeping uh, <laughs> you positive and glowing. Anyway. Politics as usual. Take a Shanti has politics for y'all asses this week. I cannot wait to hear. Please, Queen. President Biden opened a global, global oh. summit on climate change Thursday morning by announcing that the United States will aim to cut its greenhouse gas emissions in half based on 2005 levels by the end of the decade. So basically, he's like, yeah, 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 we're going to cut this shit by 50%. And then people are like, well, well, how? How are you going to do that? And they'll be like, we will tell you in very soon, very soon. <laughs> but we can guarantee 50 to 52 percent reduction. Um, so everybody was just like, we don't know. And what? And what? 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 Where? How are you going to get it how? And they were like, I'm by any means necessary. Cut, he got Malcolm X on. On it, I'm for the cut, though. But Aren't first you for of all, the cut? I'm for the cut. But apparently, there has there were already these. Um, apparently, there were already there. There was something signed by Obama that said I think it was like thirty percent mm -hmm. that was supposed to be cut by the time that we were in like around this time. Of course, Trump came in and fucked it all up. But we didn't even reach even Don't be half making that up mark. stuff about Obama. You don't know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm we not gonna do this reach with you. That mark by even Shanti, he just said, "Are right, we gonna cut white. it by 15 percent?" And he was like, "We didn't even reach that." But Biden came in like, "We gonna cut it in by 
Listen, Biden came through and said he was gonna he was gonna have all these vaccines ready. And bitch, if he ain't get them ready, he did. Shout out to Big Biden. He did. He got it done. Yeah, he did. He has so much. He has the surplus of them. So he's going to give. He needs to to give it to India. Apparently. Oopsie. And there we have it. Apparently. All right. Well. Apparently, because India is dying. Um. This really took me through a loop. I don't know how y'all feel about this, but this, and also this was on NPR. I was driving that day and they mentioned it like four times. And I was like, oh, okay. Members of the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District voted this month to approve the release of more than 750 million mosquitoes that have been genetically modified. So the only viable offspring they produce are males. So basically... When they reproduce, it, like, causes the female mosquitoes to explode and die so that they cannot continue the, they can't continue reproducing. But why? Why are they doing because that? Because mosquitoes carry disease. So, like, dengue, Zika. Are they trying Zika. to kill, uh, kill mosquitoes? Yes, because the, the mosquitoes, the more mosquitoes they are, the more diseases that they spread, especially in the South in these hot climates. Yeah, but isn't it dangerous Close. to get rid of anything from our ecosystem? Girl, that's what you, that's what I'm saying. you like, I don't get why that's important. I and didn't doing say that. I just, medically no. modified. What these I'm are saying also is like, your politics versus my politics, they're just vastly different. These are mosquitoes that when they, when they have offspring, the women die. Wow, they just patriarchy. die. It's patriarchy. in their DNA patriarchy. that they just fucking See? die. <laughs> That's weird to me, yo. I get it. That's no really dengue, weird. No Zika, Isn't that how that feels? We were talking about dinosaurs last week. Isn't that how like didn't yeah, they all let that one of them shit, fossilized mosquitoes start out? because of the fossilized mosquito? Girl, tricky. You. We had learned when we was younger. We had learned about the food chain, right? The hawk, the fucking hawk. And if you disrupted the algae in the lake, the fucking hawk would die, right? They're all connected. You don't remember that? No, but I I do know that the you can't take... The hawk eats the fish. The fish eats the algae. If the algae's fucked up, then the fish die. Then the hawk dies. Yeah, it's like a chain of events. What do mosquitoes do for us? I'm sure they do something. Bees pollinate. disease. Kill these humans that are not well and, and actually ruining the world. Oh, they're the White Walkers. <laughs> Girl. Tricky. All right. Well, those are Shanti's politics. I have some politics. Wait, no, we're not done. <laughs> oh, okay. One last thing. Okay. Apparently, Derek Chauvin may face charges for another assault on a young 17-year-old boy when he used deadly force. This was in the past. So this nigga got a record. And they weren't allowed. This is really interesting. I don't understand why this wouldn't be allowed to be used in court, but they weren't allowed to bring this up during his... Because it would be prejudice. It's his... It's who this person is. I know. I know. But they say but that anyway, shit on trying to seek, all the time. That's how I know. They're trying to seek... Ju- not the word justice, but they're trying to seek you know, him facing charges for that. And um, 17-year-old boy while his mom was watching. So that nigga oh is just going to burn in hell. Anyway, go ahead, girlfriend. Uh, Andrew about? Brown Jr. is also... I just... I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I'm sure that people... 
people need joy, man. And this is rough, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Andrew Brown Jr., who was executed in North Carolina by police. Police have been very hesitant to release this footage. Um, finally, they showed the footage to the family, or they said they were, and they only showed 20 seconds of it, not 20 minutes, I wrote 20 minutes, 20 seconds of it. He was shot multiple times in the arm and then fatally shot in the back of the head while being arrested on Where, when, a when did this charge. happen? Uh, this this week. Yeah. This is after the young um girl, I forget, what's her name? Malika? Uh Michaela. Makia. Makia. Makaya. 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 That poor poor girl who was wow. looking for help. This is wild. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff that's been happening all the time. It's just that, you know, now people are going to report on it more. But so that's that's something to pay attention to. See what happens. Um, there's another story that I don't know that much about, and I should, but I think we should get into this next week, actually. Sean King, shout out to Sean King, <laughs> but Sean King is on a fucking warpath when it comes to Philadelphia's Carlos Vega. I'm not I'm not in Philly anymore, so I haven't been watching it. But he's apparently, um, he wrote, the homicide division of Philadelphia's DA's office where Carlos Vega worked for 35 years, partnered with Philadelphia police, and framed, he framed apparently countless men for murders mm. that they had mm. nothing to do with. Mm. And so basically he was just, right, he was just mm. like feeding the prison system, young black mm. men. Um, and he's been doing it. And basically he's up, he's running for like reelection. And, um, Who is this nigga that I need to talk, learn yeah, about? Yeah. Did you, I know, isn't there voting happening in Philly right now? You better vote, child. Mm-mm, not to my knowledge. I no. think there is because my mom just voted. She's not in Philly, though. Yeah. She's like... Anyway, you need to check check on that. We need to do... I need to do more research on it, but I've been peeping, and there's a lot of Around the Way Curls, shout out to you, who are tagging me in... Oh, he's a prosecutor, tagging me in um, these posts. So... Mm. We, I, I, I want to get to the bottom of it because a lot of it, that's the problem is that it has never been reported. So people are trying to, um, you know, just get to the, people are trying to understand like, is, is, does Sean King have his facts straight? Where is this all being, you know, where's the basis of this? All that stuff. Because of course the other guy is saying, like, no, this is blasphemy, and he wants to sue him for slander. So we'll see what happens, but something to pay attention to and to stay close to Philadelphians. But pop culture, <sighs> your boy, who you tried to hate on to say what he wasn't cute, he, all, he got he is, cute. His, his face is cute. When you see him stand, he's cute, you see Shanti. them knees. <laughs> he knocked me. <laughs> He yeah. He's cute. Like he's cute in a way that's not like he's cute. Like, oh he's who she who's she talking about, y'all? Daniel. How you say his last name? Kalusia. Kalua. Kalugalia. I hate us. 
Kaluja Gear. He is now an Oscar winner. Kaluja Gear. Shout out to him. Uh, and he said some awkward ass like acceptance. He was just piece. excited. He, I think his he was African just like over the like, moon. What I know, his Nigerian mom was like, "Are have you?" She he was. She said, "What is he carrying on about?" What <laughs> he said, he was like, "You know, oh my god, like you know, my mom, my dad, they had sex. I'm here." I think oh that god, he was just like mom, putting my, mom, my dad putting it all together. Like this is amazing. Like I'm, I just want a fucking Oscar. Um, but he like swept the award season. So shout out to him. Um, and also, listen, what, what the, 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 um, director Shaka, I don't know his name. Mm-hmm. We, Khan. we interviewed him. Remember when we did the, the first curl, whatever, we was like, oh, we made it. And it was all the heavy hitters. And there was all this black crew of men yeah. that were, so all of those men are like, award-winning mm-hmm. heavy hitters now that we're oh, in the, the and curl we, for Carol's daughter? He was daughter? the first one that we did and recorded of Rapid Fire. Are you I serious? wish we had that. Yes. Do you remember? He was a real handsome dude sitting on the couch, and he just, like, tolerated us. He directed was like, it? Shaka yeah. King? Mm-hmm. The whole room, now that, now that I see these old film niggas, the whole room was filled, filled with, the, with, like... Niggas that are making moves. So Shout out to him. What? Internet, you should have. We got sat on his lap. No, girl. I shouldn't have. We have you not. Should have been like that. Says a lot about. That makes me sad too. But it makes me really happy for them that also looked at us like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, everybody was grinding. Everybody was on there. Yeah. Everybody was on the come up right that moment. Well, because shout they, out to they Shaka. Yeah. Um. Also, the folks from my Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, did you watch that? I didn't because I can't. Gr- I can't watch Chadwick yet. I don't want to see oh, that. Really? It makes me so sad. In all honesty, like I, 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 it's on my list. It's in my queue. Wow, I didn't know that. And I love Viola so much. Shout out to Viola Davis. She is sweating, girl. I, I know. Said, but she has such a refreshing sense of humor. The way she makes fun of herself online, and like I just love her. Oh, she's the goat. But I can't handle Chadwick. Like it just. Ooh. I didn't know that. Just makes me sad. But speaking of Chadwick, like, well, first, shout out to the costume and makeup artist that won their Oscar Ooh. as well. But Chadwick, it was the Oscars are so tricky because every year the fucking like best picture is always the last award. And this year, the last award was best lead actor. Now, why do you think that was? Because everybody was waiting for Chadwick to win and he didn't even win. They gave it to Anthony Hopkins. And it's like, so when? What? I don't know, some shit that he did. But Anthony Hopkins is legit. Like, okay. I and I, I'm not mad that he didn't win. Like, okay. I'm more frustrated of like, did you really just use that as a reason to get folks to tune in and stay tuned mm. in? Like, mm. you sick, trifling bastards. Oh. That's disgusting. Oh. Anyway. But it was also like, I didn't see much of it. I just, I tuned in as soon as D-Ray was like pulling the audience on um is his name D-Ray that little man from Insecure and Get Out why am I asking you D-Ray that's D-Ray okay not Insecure he's on Insecure did you finish Insecure yeah I just don't know who you're talking about he was Molly he was the lawyer that was trying to holler at Molly for a second child am I calling this man the wrong thing 
His name is not D-Ray. D- or Lil Rel. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who's D-Ray? Who the fuck? Yeah, Lil Rel. I love myself. Why would I call him D-Ray? D-Ray's with us. No fault. Anyway. Um, Did you like everybody's little outfit? Her one. Her one. But I it was a it was kind of a black show. No, she did she did an ode to Prince. Prince wore that before. That's what that was. Yeah, Prince wore that outfit before. So it was a good night. Um I it was super black. Quest Love DJ'd and helped host and shout out to Philly. Um dumbass gold crocs he had on. Shout out to you, Quest Love, but you know. Why are you like this? Unacceptable. That was unacceptable, nigga. Like you had one job to do. <laughs> How fucking tall Questlove is that dude? Is. On another note, Steve Harvey says I didn't even watch Bro, the damn he video. Say? He said basically that men and women can't have platonic friendships. I just feel I like the sh- more Steve Harvey talks, the more I just want him to shut the fuck up. But whatever, think like a man. Like the Steve Har, I feel like the Steve Harveys of the world are listening to that podcast. See, the thing is, and being like, mm. "Fuck these bitches," and listening to it just to attack them. Have you been listening to again when we we played that game of which woke person do we keep? We have to keep Doctor Umar. No, I didn't <laughs> listen to Doctor Umar yet, but I heard that he's fucking he, tripping. We, we're keeping him. He's for the culture. No, that I heard is- that he was like interracial relationships he was so against interracial <laughs> marriages because it's the economic he's he's on the tip he's on his um he's on his fucking game of thrones that marriage is an economic and a political you know um st- strategic is move. he married no <laughs> i love it but he was like my queen she better be nappy she better be nappy that was is his, that that's what he the said? number one. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch. I was it. wondering, like, will he take a biracial girl? Or no. We are we She better be nappy. He would release she better mosquitoes be doing something to for kill the culture. all of us. Maybe like this is, let's let's uh create He's some like, mosquitoes, some you. genetically I'm modified mosquitoes. You. Take these interracial girls out. They think they woke. <laughs> the fuck He's genetically modified. For real. Snow bunnies. He called him snow bunnies. He called it a snow bunny crisis. I said, let me put, oh, I'm going to give this to my dad. I'm going to send this <laughs> clip to my dad. Like, dad, you keep That's sending the... me your conspiracy clips. How's Here's this one for you. There you, you go. Because like shout out to my dad. He went back. He married that white woman. <laughs> he but did. he said, you know what? He said, you know what? The way that worked out. <laughs> mm, I'm going to go back <laughs> over here. Um, shout out to Dr. Umar. In other news, you're not going to know who these people are. Do you know who Yandy is? No, I looked at like that that's girl, fine. Right? That's fine, girl. Man. You don't have to know. Basically, Yandy, you don't even have to know she is. She was on a bunch of love and hip hop stuff. She actually has some sense about her a little bit. And I think that she's like a manager to up and coming rappers, whatever. People respect her though. Oh, um, the Yandy. Let me see what this Yandy hell mm-hmm. her man. I always want to call him Mercedes. Mercedes. I don't know how to say this man's name. Cause I don't watch the show, but she held him down while he was locked up. That I do know. He had an eight year sentence, got out in four and she held him down. She stayed with them. She stayed loyal. She was always repping him. Yada, yada, yada. They are on a new reality show marriage boot camp, I think <laughs> with shorty from house party, not Gina, the other girl hosting mm-hmm. it who I actually love. Cause she's like into her fitness and her spirituality and all that jazz. And 
she asked him, like, this was, like, a something that was bothering her, obviously, because she said he finally admitted it. She asked him, like, yo, if the roles were reversed, would you hold me down? And he was like, I don't really know what I'd be capable of. I said, what? And she was like, and that is the problem. <laughs> I would, for me, marriage over. Like, you was gone for four years. You could have been gone for eight. And I was rocking. She was rocking with him. Like, and that's the thing. So this just but comes why? up with me. Why can't he be? I'm, I'm a glad he was honest, though. No, right? I'm glad like, he was honest as, too, as well. As well. Definitely. That doesn't mean I have to accept your answer. Like, I asked for honesty so I can... break up with your partner on a hypothetical? No. Listen to me. What I'm saying is, that would sit real funny with me. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not married. I don't know how it works. I'm a, I'm a, but that would sit... You know me and loyalty. That would sit... Your, your, your interpretation of loyalty. Right. That would sit yeah. really funny with me of like, yeah, you, you go away for four years. I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to keep food on the table. I'm going to put money on your books. I'm not going to deal with anybody out here. I'm not going to have sex for four years. I'm going to make sure your name still rings out so when you get out, you still, you know, have some clout in whatever industry world they're in. Got you. Because that she did all that. And then to turn around to him say, oh, I don't know if I can do that for you. Huh? And what do you think he was alluding to? The sex part or the holding down the financial? I don't know. I don't know. Because is it reasonable to ask somebody not to do that? Is it reasonable? If I was locked up, I don't know that I would demand that my partner be celibate for eight years. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he demanded that of her. I, I don't we don't know, but I'm I think that my thing my more general question is like, or I general observation is like, it feels like men really want this ride or die chick, but they not willing to ride or die <laughs> in the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's really confusing to me because I don't think, and, and that's the thing is that I don't think anyone, I don't, I don't know many women who would even think to ask a man not to have sex for four years to even think that that was a possibility, but I know men who would. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, nah, you can't fuck nobody. Like, what yeah. you mean? Huh. So and then the niggas are the same niggas that posted that shit on your post. Hello. And follow Steve Harvey. And um, what's the other one? Kevin Samuels. Oof. Whoever that is. Exact. You're a queen. I only found out about him really two weeks ago. Um, the old head dude. Yeah, who be in the suits talking his shit, being mean, telling but, women. But it was married twice. Yeah child whatever in other news um this is actually some goat shit to me a japanese man was arrested for dating (laughs) 35 women and telling them and telling each of them that he was born on a different day so that he could receive gifts constantly that's the kind of shit i want to (laughs) do that's like i don't give a fuck about yandy and that guy i want to be on that type of strategy he said i want a cake for the next 35 days so I'm going to date 35 bitches. My birthday is April 1st. My birthday is April 2nd. My birthday is April 3rd. Do you know the tech, the strategy that goes That's into that? That's amazing. He was arrested, like, Do you though. buy your birthday gift on the first? Like, when is when do you buy a birthday gift in a relationship? Like, he put time in. He, was I, he might not, because stupid women. Not stupid women, but generous women. I mean, that's always Ooh, tricky. I like the way you cleaned that up. 
Fuck you. But uh, no, I because I'm one of those I'm one of those stupid women because it's always tricky. If I start to date somebody and then their birthday comes feel, up quickly, I would feel, I, I would feel obligated to get them. I get something. them a little something, something, a little something. Oh, I maybe a massage. I think if it's if we're dating and it's what? a month later, maybe we're, we'll go get a massage. Maybe I'll treat you to a massage, dinner, a whatever. But like, I'm not getting you a physical gift yet. You don't deserve a physical gift. You know, more of like an experience. Is that fair? <laughs> or are you were you like here this keychain like happy like birthday? No, no, I think that makes sense. It would be more experience. Like, let me take you out somewhere. Yeah, let me take exactly. So imagine like I just feel I feel that that is something we should try. Oh, you, you should can. try. You can't. I forgot. Nah, we should live vicariously through you. I'll help you strategize. We get the <laughs> we get the calendar out. <laughs> I would have to know. You'd my be fine. You'd my tap into zodiacs. Your... I would have no, to be like, yes, I would. Thirty-five you... days. I you just covered two zodiac signs. Just two. So you just have to know the first, the two. You just need to know the cut off, the cusp date. Okay, you're right. What what signs would you want to be? Hmm. If you couldn't be a Libra, what would be the other sign that you would want to be? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I can't wait to ask everybody that now. Thank you. Well, they would have to be like back to back, right? No. I would want to be a Scorpio. Really? Yeah. Or I think an Aries. Aries are so over the top. I think Aries is what people probably think I am. Your rising is an Aries. That is definitely what people think yeah. I am. And then they're like, you're a Libra? What? They, yes, I cry in the too. tub every day. Hello, balance. Um, yeah, so shout out to that Japanese man. I hope that he's okay while he's locked up. I hope bitches are sending them shit while he's locked. <laughs> they probably put money on his books. <laughs> Dummy. Do they have Japanese book money? Like, what's it like to be in jail in Japan? I, like, yeah, I'm sure it's probably like... awful. Ugh. I'm not are trying to find int- out. Are you interested in going to Japan? Like, what? No. Beside the the South Asian countries, what kind of like other? I guess Japan is kind of South Asian. I don't care about Japan. I sh- no, I should. I don't care about Japan or China. Everybody's no, like, China's you got to go to, I know that Japan is like one of the Japan place where people lit. are like, it's amazing. The architecture, yeah. the, this, they're so ahead yeah. of everything. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, I'm just, it doesn't, I, I like tropical, warm. I, I don't want to travel to another. It's warm there. I mean, like tropical though. Like I don't want to travel to another city that feels like I can't breathe. That makes sense. Have you been to Paris? Because I was. No, I've never Paris. been to Europe and you know that. Oh, I've only been there on a layover. I don't really give a fuck about things. Europe either. And I know Me I should. Either. Shout out to the listeners, though, in Europe. We appreciate y'all. But I don't care to go. Like, I, until I go and see more of, like, the continent. Like, if I, I, I haven't been to the pyramids yet, so I'm not going to Europe. Oh, you trying to get to the African roots first. I mean, I'm That's trying to go, too, where, like, I'm poor. So, like, my money needs to stretch, sadly. And it doesn't stretch as far in European countries. Hate to say it, but... I got because I'm obsessed with um, Game of Thrones. I got a book about the Crusades. <laughs> Are you gonna read them? I was looking for a medieval, um, <laughs> Middle Age history. It was so boring and dry, and this is really boring and dry as well. But I'm like, you're like, well, there are no dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck are the White Walkers? I'm like, yo. <laughs> Are y'all going to tell me the details of the Black Plague or not? Nah? Like, where, where is the text about them throwing shit out the window? Like, <laughs> no. 
That's not what you're going to get. <laughs> it is out there. Just have to find the right book. I don't believe it is. I was so, I was invested. I felt like, and I was, I felt like I was so smart too. I had white men coming up to me like, what you got there? And I was like, a book about the Crusades. (laughs) Where were you? Do you know about Henry the Fourth? And I was like, no. (laughs) He was like, but that's a famous Shakespearean (laughs) play. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I was like, what? Get the, mind your fucking business, old man. You got a couple pop culture drones on here. What did I say about pop culture? Child, you talked about DMX. Oh man. Yeah, DMX's funeral. Wow, that was that was quite a fucking show. Did you see them? They had his I didn't see it. Hearst hoisted. Oh yeah, I saw that, of course. That was in New York, girl. Big wheel. I was yeah. at the Barclays Center. Oh man. It was a and shut very it down. ghetto mess. Oh. I and mean, then, it was beautiful, but it was a mess. The pop the the line for Chick-fil-A was Three blocks, <laughs> the Shake Shack line. It was it was a it was a mess. It was no mask. I was across the street, like mm, I wanted to go and feel the vibes, but it was just everybody who had a dirt bike, motorbike, motorcycle. It just felt like a lot of energy. I was like, you know what? Stay over here. I saw some clips, and he, there were some really beautiful clips of his children, his daughter yeah. reciting a rap. <laughs> there was a clip where he got kicked out. Uh, one of his old homies came up all boombastic and out of pocket and the fucking pastor had to kick him out. Um, his wife, mm. or rather his ex-wife, ex-wife, had a really beautiful moment where he she embraced and shared her love. She was like talking about his current fiance mm-hmm. and she was like, you loved him. That's why I love you. Mm-hmm. And she held grown, her. Grown. His ex-wife. She's grown. grown. She's grown, grown. Because she got a lot of reasons to be frustrated with that man. But she she grown, loves grown. him. She loves him. She loves him. I also think it was really important when Swiss Beats talked about having a will. Oh, you just going to say that? All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's what I have right there. Oh, you have that? That's in what it? I have right there. Oh, yeah. my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, oh, he's going he's gonna to take mine. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, it's very true. And in any age. Do you have a will? I don't. I need a will. I ain't got shit. It's going to be like, JoJo can have my old. Play-Doh set. She can have my (laughs) all of my Around the Way Curls merchandise. No, for real. The will is less about you and, well, obviously, but it's more about other people, too. But it's not just about, like, passing the things down. It's it's stopping the fights that ensue when someone passes. Because people act crazy and start fighting. And he said that, too. That was real. And that's important. That is very important for all of us. Seriously. Child. How do you get a Kanye will? West has decided to contribute to Child. DMX as well. Under the umbrella of his Yeezy business. Balenciaga. He, he collaborated with Balenciaga and designed a special tribute t-shirt for DMX and is selling it for $200 available now on his site. All proceeds will go directly to the family. That shirt ain't even that cute. Let me see it. It ain't, but I'm glad that they are. he already raised a, mil, uh, a couple million for the family, so that's great. Because who knows where DMX's money is going, which is so sad. So. DMX and my dog's bite. What you got, my? But also, in other news, Lemonade turned five, which I can't even believe that. 
I can't even believe that. I still remember where I was watching Lemonade. And I still remember the feeling. I still remember I make I remember making fun of her when I first heard the spoken word and was like, oh God, what's she doing? She's about to embarrass herself. And then crying. (laughs) And crying and being like, she's amazing. And then just sitting there aghast. Just managed. I don't know how it happened. Divine, divine alignment, but I had just got my title subscription. Because I wasn't going to, I had just got the title subscription because remember it was only available on title at first. Wait, the, uh, no, it premiered. It premiered on, on title. No, it premiered online on like HBO or something, girl. Lemonade? I watched that on TV. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I ain't have HBO then because I could only watch it on ti- you title. You were still you know, late. Was late. You were still was late to the party late. talking about, I, it I premiered. Was... <laughs> <laughs> but I remember bawling. Yeah. Balling, yeah. That fucking it still gives me chills. This is your favorite one too. But when when you hurt me, whatever the I don't know what the name of the song is. When don't you hurt, hurt me, yourself. you hurt yourself. Don't Oof. hurt yourself. I was like, this is the baddest. That's the she best. Is the baddest. That when that came on, I said, oh, that. I said, whoa. That song. What? I know everybody loves Sorry. I thought Sorry was aesthetically really beautiful, but also. um I re- I just love the the first catch me catch, like the the first song too, I mm-hmm. pray you catch me and then the the last song like the redemption one, mm-hmm. that was when I was like weeping because I was like weeping I want this to be me right now because I was going through a breakup and it was oh, horrible God. horrible, and I was like where do you go when you go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Strangers walk the halls. <laughs> I was I... in my feelings. Sending him fucking quotes. He's like, bitch. You did? No, I, I think oh. I was posting them online and then he, you know, doing sub, sub, sub posting him. And he was like, bitch, if you don't take that shit down, stop playing with me. I was like, where do you go though? <laughs> where are you? <laughs> Who is she? Yeah, shout out to Beyonce. That was that was that was a moment. I think that's the best thing she ever gave us was that that. Well, yeah, formation. I don't know. Formation. Yeah, was big. formation fucked everybody. I, up. I just wish we had. I wish we could have gone to the formation tour. Me too. And she will not release no video. I have watched a full version of that tour from somebody's cell phone. That they snu- that they they just filmed the whole thing from the tour on YouTube, and I why didn't get she let chills? Us? I get chills watching cell phone footage, especially around the fifth anniversary. She corny. I don't know that shit was because you know what I enjoyed the Jay Z and Beyonce show, but I really would have loved it if it was just Beyonce running around all day. You're so full of shit because you said when you saw it that when Jay came out, you was hype. You were like, I didn't expect oh, really? to be that hype when Jay came out, but like the shit he was playing, I knew it. You said mm-hmm. that on the episode. I apologize. I you just, any head. chance you get <laughs> to just tear her down, our queen, what a monster you are. I love, I love are. her. She I is think... Khaleesi. Well, Khaleesi, you're not there yet. I don't know about how I feel about that. I don't know. I hope Sansa. I feel like I want Sansa to. Ha- I'm like, 
I fuck with Sansa. I really Why do want you her. fuck with Sansa? Because I feel like she has a far more interesting motive mm. and character arc. Mm. It's far more powerful if she really fucks this shit up. Because you're watching the abuse. Khaleesi, that's what it is. I, I'm like, Khaleesi, Khaleesi girl. Khaleesi was sold and raped and... She ended up loving that man. Did you see who was mounting her? <laughs> Girl, we are not going to disregard rape on this podcast no, just because not, he was but, fine. <laughs> but she ended but up. he was fine. <laughs> just saying. And she was mad as fuck. And no, it was, it's a different thing. Having him, I don't know. Versus she ain't had bruises. She ain't had bruises like that. She wasn't trapped in a, in a tower. Her brother was abusive too. She was, she fled. Her she whole did, family is dead. We didn't get dead. to see enough of that. Right. We didn't get to see enough. Her I don't whole feel family it. She just, was you know, gone. She, she only had her shit. brother. Her brother sold her. Her brother was awful to her. I don't know. She, she anyway, shout, out, shout to out to Game of Thrones. Everything's Game of Thrones at this point. For real. Um, all right. Well, do you want to play this voicemail? We can. We can play the voicemail. I thought we got an interesting voicemail. I sent it to Shanti and was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Shanti was like, I I understand it completely. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course you do, bitch. So <laughs> we're going to play it now. Let's see what you all think. Y'all need to stop saying such like deep and searching and profound things. I come to my podcast for ratchetry, okay? I need, I need like 95% ratchetry and maybe 5% seriousness, which is why you know, I listen to The Read and Jaden XG every week, but not necessarily Jaden Kia, because Dr. Kia would be talking about serious shit, and I just need ratchetry. And that's why I don't listen to y'all's podcasts a lot because I see the description and see you have like a deep conversation and I'm like, no, I got to save the spoons for my therapist. I have been watching and following y'all for years since my baby was a little baby. He's like nine now. And that was when I did my whole like natural hair thing. And that's where I started following y'all on YouTube and all the social medias. And I'm really happy and proud of y'all for what you've created and what you're continuing to create and your beautiful skin. Um, probably wouldn't know my name, but my name is Penny. I'm originally from New York and I live in LA. And I really do understand too many of the things that you say, especially Shanti. So if you could stop reaching into like my, you know, deep inside places where I keep feelings. Stop saying things about feelings. But I hope y'all had a beautiful 420. Oh, it was all it was all in jest. Girl, shout out to Penny. It was all in jest. But also, like Penny, we can't dumb it down any more than it's dumb. Penny, any more dumber <laughs> we would be. If we get dumber, child. Somebody, I really am sad. Like, that shit really sat with me. Rashid, Shanti's boyfriend's friend said to me that if I deleted... You know who you are. Bitch, fuck, chow, and raggedy from my vocabulary, 20% of my vocabulary would be gone. 
and I wouldn't know what to say. And that really... Child, tell that bitch-ass raggedy <laughs> nigga to shut the fuck up, child. <laughs> that really sat with me. And it's true. So we can't... Is it? A little Is bit. A little bit. I need Adam? to read. I need to read more. So what? You know what? I want to read more. I want to be better. I, I don't want to dumb it down. Is... Are we going to talk about feelings, God damn it? And also feelings. Game of Thrones, duality. But why did that resonate with you? You feel like, well, we should be. Oh, I feel like I can get what she says because sometimes I listen. I'm the opposite. Well, I'm not going to say no names, but there's some podcasts that are very popular that I, that I have listened to in the past that are very like intellectual, politically charged, you know, Tapping into deeper things. And like, I don't want to listen to their <laughs> podcast all the time. I'm like, y'all shut Then the don't fuck listen up. to it. Then like, it's why not don't for y'all you. curse ever? They, they don't never curse. curse. For real? No. Childish. No. Grow up. I'm about to put Very that. Rarely. I'm about to They don't say them. the N word. When I listen to a podcast where they said they don't say an N word, I was like, I don't say the N word. So you well, would listen I make to my it podcast. up for you. You do. I mean, I wonder if Dr. Umar would say if I could say the N word or not. You probably could. I don't think you could say it, even if he does say it. We are the white sheep. We are. We gotta go. He wants us gone. Dr. Umar does yeah, we not. Yeah, here fucking up the economics. Fuck messing with up us. the black built building. Where is Dr. Economic Umar? Building. He's in Philly, right? Oh, this is what he said. And I was like, Dr. Umar, you need to shut up. He said white women never marry. Black men and marry down. I said, you do not know my mom then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking too, like. My mom married my broke ass dad <laughs> and fucked her shit all I'm up. I'm thinking like, <laughs> my mom definitely upgraded my dad. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Shout I out said, to my said, dad. Tomorrow, but... you, you don't know enough interracial couples then, child. You keep looking at these Hollywood niggas like. Yeah, nah. These white women in the streets. Dump some rider dies on the low. Right. These regular <laughs> white women. They out here fucking, they doing shit Antoinette can't even do. Gentrifying neighborhoods, <laughs> marrying black men, <laughs> giving them all their money. Child. We ain't even built like that. No, it's my mom like, ain't do all that, but she just upgraded him in terms of his, she tried to the best she could in terms of his psyche. She'd be like, you want to do what? I will never forget. Never mind. Let me shut up. But I just remember. My dad, like, she would upgrade him in terms of, like, the house stuff. She'd be like, like, why would you, why would you put a Band-Aid on this that would cost half as much, right, to, to put this Band-Aid on it? But it's going to break again. You're going to spend more money to really fix it than if we just would invest the money to make it right. And he I just know, could never fathom that. He just, and still can't. He, he, he went backwards when he left her. And I just be I'm looking like, dang. Dr. Umar got it fucked up. Some this of these is white women, down ass white women be out here. I was breaking the ab- But my, I will say my mom saw something in him. She was like, he could have been Barack Obama. <laughs> Shout out to him. Oh, Shout out to her. Too far. No, she really means that. She was like, he's so <laughs> smart. But, you know, where is Dr. Umar? Is he in Philly? I don't know. I'm very curious. I feel like he's in Philly. He's not in Philly. I would have known that. He would have been a community um, legend. I would have known. I would have seen his ass. Dr. Umar. Residence. 
I want to know where he is. And why was he on The Breakfast Club? Because they fuck with him. Charlamagne on the low was like, yeah, uh-huh, I agree, okay. <laughs> Charlamagne is definitely- He was agreeing with everything. No, Charlamagne yeah. is on the low, low, like Dr. Umar. He wants to be he Dr. Is. Umar. He's like, I get it. Fuck these snow bunnies. I just fuck them and leave them. His wife is gorgeous, though. Shout out to Charlamagne. I don't fucking need them. All right, let's take a break. Um, all right. After these messages, we'll be right back. And so we're back. And over this week, on Saturday, I was driving to a friend's bridal um, dress viewing, picking one out. Shout out to that. That's complicated. You going to do all that? I don't know if I'll ever get married or be married or be chosen. Sorry. Just <laughs> went, down, <laughs> went down that rabbit hole. It's my period. <laughs> the look you just gave me. And on the way there, <clears throat> I was listening to Dr. Oh, I, Umar. I praying, so you got me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and Dr. Umar is from Philly, y'all. Just an FYI. Okay. Philly's finest. I'm telling you, we make we make the best of them. Do we? You want to mention notable people? They're from Philly. Joe. So... I was driving and I was listening to Adrian Marie Brown. Adrian Marie Brown is the author of Pleasure Activism. And we um, read from her book a while ago. And she's on this white woman's podcast. And the way that she talks sounds as if we are in a yoga <laughs> session. Every then she talked yeah. just like this. It was relaxing. That's what the white lady said. And then Adrian was on there like with a sexy ass voice. I said, wow, this is really pleasurable to listen to. But she asked a question. She prompted the question, which I felt was super impactful. Antoinette said that it wasn't for her. And we'll unpack that. But Adrian asks the question, are you satisfiable? Do you know? When something is enough, do you know what it feels like for something to be enough? Do you know what content is? Do you know what, like, okay, I've done enough. I can put this thing down. And she connects that to pleasure as well. It's like... I just, that part was impactful. But go the ahead. pleasure part? No, the, uh, those questions, those prompts. Oh. But anyway, go ahead. And ask the question again, when we talked about this before with pleasure activism, but like knowing and naming and building your life around pleasure, like a, a, as a practice, not necessarily everything that you do has to be around like feeling good because that, she goes on to say that that's not what she means. It's not like a hedonistic, even mm -hmm. sexual thing. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, similar to, I don't know, whatever tasks that we have to do every day, you added to how you organize your life, organize your day, you make sure that you are engaging with daily pleasure. And she did something that I thought was really was also really interesting to me. Um, 
but she connected first by being able to identify when something is enough, when you've reached a level of content, when you can put something down or you can really sit in the, the joy or the pleasure that something brings you. Once you know when something is enough or you, you have enough of something, let's, for, let's, for example, she talked, of, she used a financial um, example. She said that once people are in practice of knowing what's enough for them, that it gives them a clear, a clear indication of when you have an abundance of something so that you know when to share something. Because like, I got all, all my needs are met. I'm good. I'm happy. I still have an abundance of this thing. Right. So that gives you the, the ability to hoard it mm -hmm. or give it away and offer it to other people. And that my mind, of course, because I can't think beyond financial shit, I thought of like, finances and I recently had something in my life where someone in my community just you know made it a point to talk about what they were struggling with and my immediate response was I don't have enough to share with that person without even without me having no sense of what enough was for me to say that I don't have enough to give to this person. Mm -hmm. Like having had never been in practice of like, oh my, or never having been in practice of appreciating that all my bills are paid. I have food. I have money that I can save. My kid is good. Wow. Being grateful that I have enough so that I can immediately say, for sure, my needs are all met this month. I can easily give this to this person. And making that a practice in itself. So she asked all these questions. I was just curious as to, especially right now, as you're struggling with this idea of what's enough for you to meet these goals, to meet these spaces in your life where you want to find um, satisfaction or a sense of fulfillment in something, just being in practice of that or being aware of that. Um, and you said you listened to it, so, and you also said there's some parts that didn't resonate with you, so I just, I want to know what your, like, initial response is. Um, to which question, child? You ain't answering any of these questions. You're not going to put me on the spot. Are you well, satisfied? I'm, I'm saying, no, there was, it stopped me in my tracks, uh. because there was, there's a constant, there's a constant, like, I hoarding, and a constant idea of I don't have enough of, Right. Of anything. Right. And it's not just money. It's like anything. Like I have a partner, but then there's ways I, that's not enough. I have a kid. I have a motherhood. That's these moments that I have with her aren't enough or they're not spaces that I can find content and like real solid moments of like saying I'm satisfied with this, with the business, with the podcast. It's always like we did this thing. I don't know. What if what what we did and what we're doing isn't enough? How can we get more? And I and with this idea that when we get this thing, we're going to somehow quench this idea of, oh, we did this. It feels good. Now I can actually feel good. Mm -hmm. And it just feels to me. It feels like a hamster. If I I find myself being like, oh, one, why don't why am I not satisfied? And two, how do I even stop to begin to feel satisfied around things? And I just feel like I'm, I, 
I don't know. I, I, I think it, well, one, it depends on when you're asking. If I'm about to get my period, I am not satisfied. But if I'm like my sane, sound self, then probably not still. And, and, it's, <laughs> it, and it, it's, it's tricky. I'm trying to be honest, but it's tricky because I think we have to, I don't know, for me, I think I have to define, like for me, I know where I want to go and I usually have like real specific goals, right? And so until I get those goals, like I think being satisfiable and being grateful are two very different things. I'm still grateful for like what I have um, or, or try to be, I'm not always, but I try to be. But satisfiable is like, no, I'm not satisfied yet because there's so much more that I feel capable of, that I feel I want to experience. And so, but I can feel satisfied in moments. I can feel... What are those... What is that? I identify when I feel most satisfied, it's, it's after I've set out to do something and I've achieved it. So I think that's where... Some of the, I think that that's where we're, we can be different. And like, I, I hear, you know, when people are talking about, you know, rest and deserving rest, like, I don't doubt that I deserve rest. Like, that's not it. I'm just willing to forego that, to feel that satisfaction of I did it, it's done. And then I can just like live in that. And that feels good to me. And then of course, like, I'm still here, I'm still breathing. So I want to have the next goal in mind. And to me, that doesn't feel like a hamster wheel. Um, That feels like life. That feels like growth. That feels like flourishing. Um, Now, I understand, like, that's me, though. Um, I can understand that. And that's me talking about things that I love, like the podcast, like this. Now, I can feel like a hamster wheel if I'm going to a nine to five, I don't give a fuck about. But right now, I like my job. You know, my last job, I was like, I hate this place. And I was done with it. And then it's like God forced me to, you know, I, I had a goal, but I was too afraid to jump. And God was like, okay, well, I'm going to lay you off during this pandemic. And then you're going to have to jump. And so my next goal is I want to get a promotion. I want I want more responsibility because I want to learn more. It's not necessarily I, that I'm not satisfied well, maybe it is. I'm so not So it sounds satisfied. like you are satisfied. It sounds like you are. It sounds like mm-hmm. you are satisfiable, that you have goals, and when you reach them, you, you have a moment of pleasure and enjoyment. And, like, it, I, don't, I don't think satisfaction means stopping. I, th- I feel like satisfaction, like, you have an uh, ice cream, you're savoring, you're satisfied well, a- while you're eating it. You're not, like, thinking about I think I'm cake more, while you're I eating it. I think I'm more satisfiable... I think I'm less satisfiable when it comes to goals and when it comes to growth and things of that nature. I think I'm more satisfiable when it comes to things. Like, I don't care about, you know, bags and this kind of clothes. Like, I don't care about those kind of things, which I think a lot of people do. I don't, if I was, I've always said this, if I was rich, I would not have multiple homes that are, you know, I don't know, with like eight bedrooms that I can't even like that are just collecting dust because no, like it's not necessary. So I don't have any interest in hoarding resources in that way. I never have. 
Um, but I don't think I'm always, and then I think about like in relationships, am I satisfiable in dating? Am I satisfiable? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I think I'm, I might be, I, I think I am, or maybe I'm not. Cause these Negroes, I'd just be like, they are not given satisfaction, but they're right. And that's the <laughs> thing is like, uh, this is unsatisfactory though. Like this is not up to the standard in which, so like, does that make me unsatisfiable? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's kind of a hard question to answer outside of just knowing what you want and like really sitting and like, if you get it, do you take it in and enjoy it? I think that's really the question. Yeah. Do you take it in? Do you enjoy it? And I don't, Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't allow myself because I think I think that <laughs> that's I'm sorry. That's one of those long pauses that somebody wrote was like, "Child, shanti with these long pauses." I be thinking my audio my bra- cut out. <laughs> my brain doesn't work like that. Like, I think that it um it the I, I don't know. I just think that I'm constantly feeling like there there's something else that's not that I have to do. So there's not many moments where I can, that I feel a sense of like content. So like in one hand, there's like, oh, there's, because for me, what's pleasurable for me is opposite of yours. That's, I think that's the thing. What's pleasurable for me is, is openness, Mm -hmm. is meandering, is not, I don't have to set this goal. I don't have to complete or check this thing it's more spontaneous and out of my control and not demanding that I make a decision about something or I have an answer to something or that I have to show up or be something for anything and I don't think that there's many spaces in my life that I have that kind of um it's not a lot of practice I don't have that I don't prioritize that as a practice to be like, all right, to do that. Do you so get? Feels, can I ask you? Do you get pleasure when you set a goal and you accomplish it, or does it just feel like, ugh, more work after this, more work to follow? I just don't know because I don't. I haven't set myself up to not have another thing to do. I can't. I don't. No, know no. What no. It's I, like to everybody has to have. You always have another thing to do. It's life. Everything keeps going, right? Forward momentum. But in that moment, like when Sable opened, right? Did you take a moment? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't set myself up to be able to do that. I have so much fear around it. I had so much anxiety. There was so much responsibility. There was JoJo. And it felt like, it felt like an outer body experience. And for me, pleasure is in my body. It's in, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, you see me when, like, I'm, it's dancing or, like, I'm with people and I'm laughing. It's very much in my body. And those tasks, I was very proud of myself. And I, and it's confusing for me because I love Sable. I, I don't know what or how I could do anything besides that at this point. What's Sable for people who might just be joining us? The Sable Collective is the 
on the now is online boutique that opened in two that that I owned all by myself in two thousand and nineteen. So, so your online boutique, right? Yeah, and so like, I think what frustrates me and what makes me resentful, and it's nobody's fault except my own, which also is its own loop of fucked up shit, is that I, ha I have to create more time where I have that, what makes me, what brings me pleasure, what brings me a sense of satisfaction because it's not completing work. Like that doesn't often energize me. What about not just work, but like things you love? Like completing mean? something that you love. Like it doesn't even have to be work. It could be you want to finish this room in your house or you want to finish this meal or like. No, my stuff is not com connected to completing things. It's connected to I like. I can't even wrap my mind around it. With people. It's connected with spontaneous things. Like it doesn't feel good to me. And I struggled with this with sometimes. Bitch, you don't want to work. like. <laughs> It doesn't feel good no. with you. What you said? No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good to me when we, even if if you go out with a group of friends and it's like, all right, we're gonna do this, that, 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 that. It just it doesn't feel. That's not my idea of like fun. It's more like open. It's like let the let it be or do what it it's supposed to do naturally with people all together. Interesting. But and again, my sh my pleasure has nothing to do with work. So I mean, not all mine has to do with work. But it's interesting that the first thing I think about is are you satisfiable? I go to work. Go to or uh, not work like my job, but like in are you, my sense of satisfaction, yes, comes from accomplishing things and like knocking things off the list and seeing a new room I painted and being like, oh, that turned out great. Or trying a new meal and being like, oh, I did it. It's cool. Like that kind of thing. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's healthy or not, or if that's just who I am. No, I think it's just different. Not, I don't think everybody should or can have the same measures of what brings them pleasure. It's It's just different. But I don't think one is better or worse or, you know, more, more anything. It's just, it's just a different, um, different experiences for different folks. I think for, I think another interesting thing is that when she asks, how do you know when you have enough? Right. Because I go into the, I'm the same way as you is like, I will help somebody out, but it's also like, ugh, especially when it comes to money, I never feel like I have enough ever. Ever. And I think part of that is the fucking, just the games we play. Because, yeah, I, I might have enough, for, and this is how my crazy mind works. I might have enough for that month and be like, oh, I'm good. Like, I ain't spend nothing. Bills paid, bills always paid, whatever. Don't have any debt. Cool, cool, cool. But I should be putting this money towards retirement. I have, I have to put this towards retirement. I have to do this. Like, this isn't money to burn. This isn't money mm -hmm. to give away. You mm -hmm. know, like, and so I will hoard money. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I hoard the and fuck out of money. But I'm still giving. Yeah. 
I'll give money. I'll pay for stuff and give money away too, but I'm cognizant of the spending and making sure that it's within, you know, my budget or whatever I've allotted for myself. But there's definitely scarcity around money for me. And she challenges that. She says that that's deeply connected. Or if people are more connected to how they hoard or they think they don't have enough, then it helps to shift the power dynamics that we have, specifically around like white folks having a lot of privilege, a lot of money. But how? That how does that? How? 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 Because if they, if you realize that you have enough. I have enough. My family's taken care of. This month, I have enough. This business had millions and millions of dollars of profits. We have a surplus. Oh, of you're not talking about us. You're not we talking about middle class folks. Middle class folks too, because what she's saying is that when you, if that, if that's the way the energy is moving around, if that's the mindset, when and if. You need something. Your people are always going to be taken care of. You'll always be taken care of. I, I think, I, I that, think that I think that that sounds really great, and I'm not knocking it. I think it sounds really great. I think the realist in me, and I would want to get to that place where community really takes care of community. But too often, do I see our elders who do this kind of work, not needing help? needing GoFundMes, needing this, needing that. And it's like, great, community's helping, but like the fact that they're in that position is a problem to me. And and I don't yeah, ever want to be in that position. And so within the constraints and within the system in which we live, the reality is that it, we live in a... Cap- that, this is where I'm always... I always go back to this. of like, we live in a capitalist country. There's people who have and have not. And as much as we want to talk about community, there's people living on the street every day that we walk by. Yeah. So, like, I get that, that we all have to have this shift, but, like, it's but not enough. But what other way is there? It, it would be enough. If people, if there, there's 1% owns majority of the wealth but in the, the there world. There has to be, but what I'm saying is there has like, to be. if that would be a shift, it would completely But when I'm, ta- I'm talking about energetic, uh, an energetic shift is great, but until you put stuff into law and change like actually, and change like the actual structure of what this is, then that's what, that that is what it will be. Like we can think we- about it as much as we want. We can have I our think- communes, but like that's an isolated that's a that'll be an isolated thing in my mind. Maybe I'm thinking small, but like we need like big legislature. Like we need real tangible that, the action. Has, what comes first, energy or thoughts and people like re? I also I also think that the redistribution of wealth or that folks taking care of folks. Of course, it's not on a grand scale. I don't know if it could ever be on a grand scale without like drastic fuck just revolution being classed like without drastic revolution or change but i feel like in terms of communities in terms of marginalized communities that's just been the yeah. fucking mo yeah anyway. we can do that's it just how folks operate yeah we can do it on a smaller scale but we're always going to be doing it on a smaller scale until 
that's all. That's my only point. But this, this, the smaller scale is growing. Like the smaller scale, the activism, these ideas of like, I mean, again, just look at Black Lives Matter. The, these ideas, these activists that are grassroots. But we just had thing, Black Lives Matter years. folks uh, accused of hoarding funds, sure. accused of of she operating didn't hoard the funds. She didn't. She showed her papers, but she not just, just them, that money. but right. Like that's what I'm saying is like the construct is still there and people are still operating within it. So I I don't know that because perhaps energetically I don't know I I think that things are shifting and shifting at a at a rapid rate and things are happening and everything happens at thought and energy levels first and then all of that other shit follows. Just the idea of abolishing the police or figuring out how to like just having these conversations about it have been years in the making and they're now just kind of growing. I wouldn't be surprised if in 50 years, in 100 years, if the shit's still standing that of people would not be talking about redistributing wealth and like having a far less hoarding scarcity mindset within Yeah, that's not a new within concept. the world. No, I but I, I just think that which similar to what Adrian is saying is that like the energy and the thought processes and the way that people are thinking about money and the way that people are thinking about their own personal shit has to change or else this shit is just going is gonna stay the same way. Because So then how how do you how, what is enough for you then? I often think about it. I think about the business, right? I think about, okay, if Sable made a profit this month, my bills are paid. I'm okay. I have put some savings away. Do I need to have all, do I need as the owner have to have all of those profits? I have extra money that's there. What can I what can I do with it? Of course, being wise and figuring out the areas in which it should be reinvested. I'm not saying give away everything, but I don't think that I think it's a good practice to be like, I have an extra fifteen hundred. Yeah. This group is doing a farming needs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing farm shops. And then as the business grows, it'd be fifteen hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand, whatever. Yeah. It becomes th- it becomes oh, more impactful. Oh, I'm completely on board with that. I think what I'm asking is when you, I, I think for me, I think now that I'm so crazy about budget because I'm trying to buy this house, is that I think about like, where can I cut? And like, I'm not willing to cut my retirement. I'm not willing to cut certain things, like things like that. So I think for me, what it, what is enough is me being able to live alone right? Me being able to retire at 65, hopefully a little earlier, live comfortably, don't need multiple homes, just want to live alone in my own little house, mind my damn business, have a working vehicle, and be able to take a trip three times a year. That, to me, is enough right Mm -hmm. now, right? That's how I define enough. And, so in this and moment, then me being able to also have rest and rela- relaxation and have whatever outlet I want for creativity. 
that's enough. And, and love with my friends. That's how I would define enough. Now, if I end up having multiple streams of income and money is just coming everywhere, then I'm definitely putting that back into the community. I think we're aligned there. But I think for my question to you, I get it. I guess was trying to get you to be more specific about what is enough. And I think that's a question to eat because my enough might not be somebody else's enough. Like you, a precious, you know, on the fucking hotels, my enough might not be her enough. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that our, us analyzing why, what our enoughs are and why they are what they are is, will be a really interesting conversation. You, you know? Yeah. I don't know that I, I don't have that mapped out Mm. years in advance of all of that. My enough in this moment is that I have enough to pay my bills. I have enough for savings, for retirement, for consideration of JoJo. I have enough time in my life to feel enjoyment the way that I want to feel it and explore it more. And yeah, whether that be, whether that be with friends, whether that be with my partner and I have those things. I have enough in this moment. All of that is, I have it. I have it. I don't feel satisfied in it because I don't think that I like, I've taken enough time to like, to relish that, to be like, oh, or even to name it that that's, that's enough in this moment. Instead, I'm, I feel compelled that I should be having more, that I, that I need to be, um, I don't know. I don't know, whatever compels me, I think. And that's my own like personal shift that needs to happen. Mm. But in this moment, I have enough. I I, have I don't feel like I'm lacking. That I often feel like I don't have enough when I compare what I do have. Oh to other God, people. Amen, Amen. Comparison is the the thief. Child like, it steals your joy, right? It's the thief of joy. Amen. So, um, but in this moment, I'm not gonna lie and say I feel satisfied. I don't feel satisfied with where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. But I also am grateful f- for being here. I'm grateful for even be like being, but I'm ready to do the work to feel satisfied mm-hmm. and feel that pleasure of like stepping into my home and making it the way I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I really mm-hmm. look forward to that. Yeah. So, I don't know, Adrian. Ciao. I'm gonna listen to it again. See what she told. Yeah, I don't think she, um, I don't know. I, w- I would be curious to what she thinks about her, because that's a productive-ass, ambitious woman that gets shit done. I'm curious yeah. to what her her idea of goals and, and the productivity to goals. And, yeah. and feeling satisfied are what she, what she feels that is. One day, we're going to get Adrian on this podcast. A biracial Virgo. It's called, the podcast is called um, Hurry Slowly. Um, so if people are interested in checking that out, they should. I think the host's name is 
the host name child mm. very ghetto I don't know but oh, it should be on the notes I don't know why my computer oh, logged out of my flesh I don't yes. see it in the notes but um yeah I think folks should definitely check it out see how they feel it was a good episode um Adrian Brown and Jocelyn K. Glee. Okay. Uh, Very slowly. Yeah. What are your? I would be. I would love to hear from people. What their are? Do they feel satisfiable? When are they most satisfied? How do they know when it's enough? What is their? How do they enough? know when they're they're enough? That was because I hate that saying. You are enough. That is the cliche thing I did not un- but now I understand it a little bit more deeply yeah that you because don't have to be like, perfect to be worthy yeah yeah you don't have to be you know, yeah yeah so yeah please let us know what your thoughts are on being satisfiable did we answer if we were satisfiable or not <laughs> Child, this love and light shit, next week we got cut up. <laughs> I got to take another edible or something. You're stressing me out. Hit we us up, you should. Y'all. I want to. We, I, <gasps> should, I should have something to drink. Oh, I thought you were going to take edible. No, anyway. I would not, you would not like me on the edible, girlfriend. I think uh-huh. I would. I want to see no. it. I don't like you when you drink. <laughs> You're mm. annoying. <laughs> you are the most annoying human. When you drink, you are so obnoxious. I'm like, oh, my God. People think I'm it bad. It is the best. What'd you a say? Mess. A mess. Oh, I know. Um, but y'all call us at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. And please keep, um, we don't have to name her, but keep Shanti's friends in your her hearts and minds, her family. And, you know, just, in, I don't know. Death is so weird and strange and hard. And natural, though. The same kind of like, what? Wow. Is like when a baby's born, like, what? Yeah. Wow. I think death is just. It's the, like, finality of it. It's the gone. Yeah, it's It's just like like this person's gone. Gone. So, anyway. And keep Shanti in your hearts and minds as she. You know, this all happened today, so she's unpacking and and doing her best and still recorded, child. I appreciate you, queen. Um, but, yeah, check us out. Next week, we promise to cut the fuck up. Love and light two weeks in a row. We've gone too far. <laughs> we have sinned. We have drawed. Forgive us, Father, we have drawed. So <laughs> I think, and with that, do you have anything else, Shanti? No, that is it. Thank you so much. With that, we are out. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls job. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curl and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out.